0: so we are halfway through the fast almost in a few more hours halfway there everybody doing all right oh it's a little rough at this point I'll ask you again on day 21 so that'll be good but no we're halfway through and I wanted to just encourage you don't quit don't give up at this point okay there's stuff that's being fought through the thing is is when we start fasting we engage into spiritual warfare. When we start fasting, we're saying I'm setting my life aside. I'm setting me aside. I'm setting some desires aside so that I can get everything that God has for me. There's going to be some warfare. Do you think the enemy's like by all means have all that he wants for you? No, that's not what he wants. And so he when we engage into fasting, there's going to be things that are coming against us. It's going to be a little frustrating. We're setting our flesh aside, and that is always a big deal. That's always a hard deal. And so I want to encourage you, don't quit. I know it's getting at that halfway point where you're like, oh, I fasted this long. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm good. Like, I've, I've accomplished some things. I feel like some things are being good. I think I'm going to dwindle off. No, don't do that. Finish strong. Finish what's ahead. And here's why. Because sometimes we think that we're fasting just for what's going on in our lives right now. Maybe there's one answer that you thought, I just want to see this breakthrough in my life in this fast. I want to see this answer take place in my life. And we're going to see those things. Absolutely, we're going to see breakthrough. We're going to see God come through on our behalf. But I don't think that we really understand the big picture of fasting. You could be fasting for something right now and winning battles way down the road in your life that you have no idea exist. And so don't quit now because we do not know what victories are being accomplished on our behalf. So press in, finish strong, don't quit. So what fasting, I want to just give a couple quick little things on it is that we don't know what battles we're getting won. We, it could be future battles. But the Bible says when we fast, it doesn't say if. And I know I've heard some things, just, just different statements of going, I, I don't see that this is working. I don't, I feel like I need to quit. I don't see, I'm not seeing a breakthrough. It's getting harder and harder and harder. I feel like I should just give up. I fasted in the past. I haven't seen it working. So I think I'm going to quit or I'm not going to fast. Maybe we haven't been fasting up to this point. I just want to ask one thing, because maybe we've all had those thoughts. Does that sound like the voice of God? God wouldn't say it's too hard. God wouldn't say it's not working. God wouldn't say it's not worth it. And sometimes we entertain those thoughts of, you're right, I don't see it working. You're right, I don't feel like I have to give all of this up. Just, I'm just going to give in a little bit. It's really not going to make a difference. None of those voices sound like the voice of my God. And so I want to encourage you with every voice, every thought that comes in as we continue throughout this fast. Is it God? Because if it's not God, it's the enemy. And the enemy only has one purpose, to still kill and destroy everything that's being established on our behalf in this fast. And so keep going, keep going, keep going. And so in fasting, there's outward battles won in the secret place. And that's the title tonight is we're going to talk about the secret place. And this is a message. I had a whole other message completely written out, ready to go. Like we're flying and I'm reading through it and I'm like, yeah, this is good stuff. But it didn't feel like the right thing. So then I just took some time and just took some time to pray. And I got the word secret place. And so as I was just praying, I felt like God downloaded a bunch, so it's not in my typical perfectly highlighted message format. So that makes me a little nervous to talk. But it'll be grand, and we're going to flow. And I know it's directly from God. I know that it definitely convicted me and brought some growth, and I believe the same for each of us. And so my heart would be that you reach out and grab everything that God has because this is definitely not what I had written down and so we're going to talk about the secret place and I want to give a little bit of an analogy to start to kind of refer back to so I've been working with some health people and what they've been doing is they've been saying okay so we want to get you to function optimally As a human being we want you fit we want you healthy not to be a gym rat not to be a crazy hippie on this side but we want you to live a healthy life and we want to make your body comp line up with healthy living okay so this is the crazy thing my pant size in this whole process will not change my outer appearance is not what's changing but there have been an entire set of disciplines that I've had to work out in the behind the scenes in order to exchange what doesn't belong in my body for muscle mass. So I'm exchanging body fat composition for muscle mass. I'm exchanging what doesn't go there for what does go there. Okay, outwardly, this is the same outfit I've worn forever. It's that part is not changing. The appearance of out here is not changing, but the discipline of what I'm eating, of what I'm doing behind the scenes is changing how I'm able to live life out here. Does that make sense? So even though appearance is not changing very much, like there's muscles being toned, those kind of things, but it's not that the appearance is not this huge drastic change, but internally, What's going on on the inside of my body, what's changing internally for the power that I'm able to have externally is dramatic differences. Does that make sense? Okay, so fasting, I want us to see this the same way. When we take time in fasting and we take time in prayer, We're going to see things change in the natural, but sometimes we quit because things aren't changing as drastically as we would like them to change. But I believe God's wanting and so concerned in this season with what's going on on the inside so that we can live a healthy life and have the power to do what He's created us to do. But that comes from a private discipline called the secret place. So I want to jump in. Well, the first thing I just want to, I'll refer back to that analogy multiple times. But there was a quote I got in prayer and I, i know it's from god and he said the authority that we are able to enforce in the public place is a direct result of the power that we access in the secret place and i'll say it again the authority that we are able to enforce in the public place is a direct result of the power accessed in the secret place sometimes we are trying to walk in an authority we use the word of god i'm trying to walk in this authority but if there's no private discipline that is set up in our lives, and we haven't accessed and encountered the power of God, when we try to walk in the authority without ever accessing the presence and the person that holds all power, that we're trying to use an authority in our own strength instead of using an authority directly from God. When God says, when God told Moses, put that staff down and the Red Sea parted, That came from what God said, and then power was released on Moses' behalf. The authority was there because of what he had accessed, correct? If Moses would have just put the stick down because he thought it was a good idea at his own strength, we wouldn't have seen it. And we see that throughout the word of God. Daniel is in a lion's den, but he's able to operate in the authority because of the secret place that he had been. It wasn't just in his own strength that he decided, yeah, I think I feel capable of facing lions this day. It wasn't something that he woke up thinking. But he knew because of what he had accessed in the secret place that it wasn't a question of what authority he could walk in in the public place. And so many of us could be trying to operate in an authority outside of the secret place, and it just won't happen. And we're going to look at why. Let's turn over to Matthew 6. I know you're all just really taking notes, and that's totally fine it's it's great (laughs) all right so Matthew 6 it tells us three things say it says when you give when you pray when you fast it doesn't say if on any of these things it says when you pray or when you give when you pray when you fast three things that are very important so we're gonna pick up reading in verse 5 and it says and when you pray you shall not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say they have their reward, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who's in the secret place. Your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Where is the father? In the secret place. Sometimes we live like God is only in the public places of our life. And I know that sounds like, well duh Shelby, of course it's in the secret place, but I want us to really let this soak in because as I was praying, this is what was really soaking into me is we try to hide our secret places from God. We all have secret places in our life. Our behind the scenes of our homes might look a whole lot different than what it does here at church. The behind the scenes of things, our secret places, sometimes they're not the places that we're honoring God. And so we live as though God is only in the public places. As long as I act right in front of my church friends, as long as I act right when I'm at church, as long as I say the holiest answers to the right group of people, and my prayers sound oh so holy when I need to pray for someone and someone needs agreement. But in the secret place, what do those sound like? So my wonder, is there authority in our prayers that are not being developed in the secret place? Because we're living as though God is only in the public places of our life? That goes back to that appearance. I just need my appearance. It doesn't matter how unhealthy internally I'm living. I could be internally dying. But as long as my appearance is okay, there's a secret place issue. There's a private discipline that needs to be developed, what we're putting in our bodies, how I'm using what God has given me in the secret place Then it says he rewards me openly. So i want to read through that just one more time. And it says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So he sees in secret regardless of what we do. It doesn't say he only sees us in secret when we pray says your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So regardless of what our secret place looks like, God sees it. So if we're not seeing the fruit and the rewards that we would like to be seeing in our life, maybe there's an issue with our secret place. Now I want to skip down to verse 16 and it says, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. With a sad countenance, everybody smile. We wouldn't want to be hypocritical for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be men fasting. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward, but you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is where? Still there, huh? And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Your Father who is in the secret place. So if we established where God is, the secret place. And we're going to get to this a little bit later, but I'll give a little bit of a disclaimer as we as we head that way. If he's in the secret place, I find it interesting that throughout the Word of God, it's the secret places in our life that he's most concerned about, our mind that no one else can see, what our eyes are looking at that no one else can see, what our heart condition is that no one else can see. He's not incredibly concerned about All the other areas of our life because he knows what takes place in the secret place is gonna come out he knows that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks he says we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds whether that's renewing to the world or renewing to the word we are going to be transformed so he knows that what we set our eyes on that's gonna give our desires And that's going to give way to some things in our life. That's a secret condition. And God's concerned about that. And these are all the areas that we hide, because as long as I'm pleasing God in the public areas, I'll be okay. But what are our eyes looking at? Are those honoring God? That's a secret place. What are we meditating on? That's a secret place. What is our heart condition? That's a secret place. And where is God? The secret place. He's in the secret place. Now let's flip over. Psalm 91. I've never seen all these scriptures come together like this. I had so much fun studying, and I went, No, 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 I need more time. So I'll keep studying this afterwards. We can study it together. And it says, He who dwells, I'm going to read through it once, then we're going to go back through and break it down. He who dwells in the secret place in the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the failure and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. All right, we just talked about the fact that God is in the secret place, yeah? So God is in the secret place. That's where we access him and it says, he who sees in secret will reward you openly. Okay, here's what it says right here. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Here's my question. How many of us, me included, have prayed, God, I thank you that a 1,000 may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. I thank you, Father, that you, have, you are my refuge, that no plague shall come near my dwelling, that you shall give your angels charge over me. Okay, I've prayed all of those things. But I want us to look at what is actually being said here. There is a condition before we see the promise and God's faithfulness come to pass. And the condition is the secret place. And sometimes we immediately are trying to again walk in this authority God a thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand but they shall not come near me no plague is gonna come near my dwelling that's only conditional if we read the first line again he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty that's the condition the remaining is the promise if we skip down to verse 9 because you have made the Lord who is my refuge even the Most High your dwelling place no evil shall befall you there's a condition before we see the promise and the condition is a secret place the secret places of our life what do they look like are they spent with God or are they spent with the world Because the world gives us authority over nothing in our life. It's gonna bring confusion. It's gonna bring despair. Even our knowledge of the word will bring confusion because now I'm definitely not seeing these things come to pass. I'm not seeing what I'm praying for. I'm not seeing what I'm speaking. Why? Because it's conditioned in the secret place. And in this time of prayer and fasting, I think this is so vital that we build a habit and develop a habit that in the secret place, Is where we choose to be developed in the secret place is where I choose to be formed and not just in the secret place but in all of my secret places but let's go forward and read a little more so let's go to um, Psalm 25 and we're gonna read verse 14 The secret of the Lord is with him who fear him. He will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. I know through this season of prayer and fasting, we've heard over and over and over again that this is a season of prioritizing the presence. And if you look throughout the Word of God, I love what numbers actually represent. And 23, throughout the Word, as we see, is very much so God with us. Matthew one twenty-three: as you shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's totally talking about the presence of God in our lives. And so year 2023, prioritizing the presence of God, This is prioritizing the personal presence of God in the secret place. Guys, we don't want just a a corporate understanding of who God is. We don't want just a a churchy understanding, this religious understanding that I've memorized scripture and I've memorized all the promises of God and I claim the promises of God, but I'm not seeing the authority and the power at work in my life. And I truly believe that this year is a year that if we would draw to the secret place and we would allow God to really get into the secret places of our life, that we would live transparent before Him and let Him reveal His secrets, it would change everything. Because I just wonder if we put as much effort into developing in the secret place as we do appearing in the public places, what our lives would look like. I really do. I ask myself this question, I know this is very real and probably not the like woohoo message we thought we'd hear tonight, but in our lives behind the scenes, if I put just as much effort into talking like I do in front of the right people, what would my life look like? If I put just as much effort behind the scenes in my marriage as I do in front of people, cause you would never want to know we're fighting. So let's be honest, we can fight to church just not at church. But then I ask myself, how can I instantly get over something when I get to church, but I can't do it before church? It's a secret place issue. What would, what would our families look like if we spent time developing in the secret place what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're talking about, how we honor, what we talk, what, what is the theme of our homes? What do those secret places look like? What do we watch? What is our mind meditating on? If those secret places. In our lives, are they drawn near to God? Are they encountering Jesus? Or are they encountering the world? Because we know how to go through the motions and honor God in the public places. And so I know this seems like a simple challenge, but do you have a secret place? Do you have a secret place that you allow God to invade your secret places? Because sometimes we say, I spend time in the Bible and I, and I pray every day but are we allowing Him to tell us secrets and deal with those issues of our heart, to deal with the issues of our mind? When we've had the same issues for 100 years, it's a secret place issue. When I still can't deal with fear and I still can't deal with anxiety and I still can't deal with this and I still can't deal with that, and we seem to be circling the mountain, are we truly grabbing hold of what God has to say in the secret place and then operating in that authority in the public place? Because what God sees in secret, he rewards openly. Again, if there's not fruit and reward in the public places, I'm wondering what that reveals about the secret place. Because God, when we encounter God, it changes things. Do we have a mind that lines up with the word of God? Do we have a heart that is producing life from the word of God? Am I setting my eyes on Jesus? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. What are we looking at? Now this, rocks by world, completely blew my mind. Well, we're going to get to that moment in just a moment because I skipped a step, so we're going to go that step first and then we're going to blow our minds. Okay, so the step before that is that why don't, I ask, why, why don't I have a secret place? Why don't we have a secret place? You ever stopped and ask yourself that? Busyness is not the answer. I don't think we like being alone with us. But we expect everybody else to like us we just get offended when they don't you don't even like to be alone with you i mean everybody goes mm-hmm. yep i'm tracking when we sit there and we're alone with us i don't know how to contain my thoughts i don't know how to step into the presence of god i don't know to hear how he what he wants me to hear i don't know what to read and where to read i don't i feel like i get more frustrated in my time in prayer because I can't get my mind to stop running and I don't know what's truth and what's not. And I feel like it's a battle when I step in there. So no, I don't wanna be alone with me. I would much rather just go and have someone else pray for me because their quiet time must be grand (laughs) because we don't wanna be alone with us. And as I was praying through that today, we go, God, why is that? Why is that? Why don't we wanna be alone with us? Now, this is the mind-blowing moment. Let's go to Psalm 139, and we're going to read in, in verse 15, where I go. It's a deliberate attack of the enemy that we would not want to be alone with us, and here's why. We'll start in verse 13, and I'm going to wait till everybody's there because it's really important everybody catches this. We good? Everybody there? Perfect. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in. Hmm. Where were we made? The secret place. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret we weren't made in the public place but the enemy wants us to live in the public place we were made in the secret place do you guys take your vehicle to any random Joe to fix what's going on internally with it or do you take it to someone that maybe has some manufacturing advice for you we take it to someone I got issues with my pickup I'm gonna find out from Dodge what's going on but we were made in secret I wasn't made in the public place, but I try to operate in the public place. And what a lie of the enemy to keep us in the public place and hiding our secret place. Why? Because that's the very place that we were created. That is the very manufacturer of everything of me. And it says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the enemy knows that if we were to ever truly get back into the secret place, that we would again say, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made because I know there is many of us in here that we don't even believe that we don't think that we're fearfully and wonderfully made we quote it because the Bible says it but we don't act like it and we don't believe it we don't believe like we have in the mind of Christ we don't believe that God is proud of me we don't believe that God loves me we don't believe that I'm created in his image and he has a plan and a purpose for me and we don't believe those things because we're operating in a public place outside of the secret place where we were created to thrive Where God created us in that secret place was the same place he wanted us to come back for restoration, was the same place he wants us to come back, to get filled back up, to go, okay, in these secret places, that's not what I designed. I didn't put that there. Let's fix this. Let me help you with this. Why? Not to point out what we've done wrong, not to bring guilt or shame. That's not from God. That's from the enemy. But to bring peace, to bring wholeness. It says that he desires us to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. And when we get into the secret place, that he's able to address all of that. But the biggest attack of the enemy in our lives is going to keep us from the secret place. Because even if we dwindle on the edge, he goes, as long as they're not in the secret place, as long as they're not getting the fullness of what God has for them there, as long as I don't make it back to their manufacturer at the shop, it'll be OK. Because how many of you guys have ever had an issue? And I use vehicle. But how many of you guys have ever had an issue with your vehicle? And the first 25 people to walk outside tell you what's wrong with it <laughs> everyone's an expert right and maybe that's true maybe that's not or you have a condition you might be a little sick like oh i know what that is i know, I know what that is and in about 10 seconds you had a cold and now you're dying of a deadly disease and you had no clue because everyone let you know what you had. (laughs) (laughs) Rona, like it's a thing. And so, but when everyone's diagnosing everything, the same is true in our spiritual life. When I'm not seeing the answer, there's 15 people gonna line up and tell you why. And they'll even quote a nice scripture. And they mean well, they didn't create you. And that's a public place. Because the only people in the circuit place are you and God. And so if there's other voices there, it's not a secret place. That's a public place. And so we have to get back to the place. That rocked my world. It went, I was made in secret. Of course the enemy wants to keep me from there. Because if I were ever to really get into the secret place and know exactly what God thinks about me, know exactly what He says about me, allow Him to reveal any area. Because here's the thing. He doesn't, like I said, He doesn't point things out to bring guilt and shame and condemnation to our lives. When we allow sin in our lives, okay, once we receive Jesus, We recognize that He paid the penalty for our sin. But when we continue to walk in sin, and we're gonna mess up, no one's perfect. Jesus is perfect, okay? He's perfect, we're forgiven, that's how it works. But we've all sinned and fallen short. But as sin comes into our life, what it does is it makes us spiritual, we stop growing. We stop growing spiritually, because it puts a block to the flow of grace in our life grace enables us do the wrong or to do the, the right thing okay but what instead when I allow sin into my life when I allow these secret places to be contaminated with the world when I allow the secret places to be contaminated with things that are contrary to the Word of God even if those secret places are contaminated with things that are mostly good it's not good Because what those things will do is they'll stop the flow of grace through our life that's empowering us to be who we're supposed to be, that's empowering us to do what we're created to do, that's empowering us to draw near to God. And so outside of the secret place, when we choose to allow sin to contaminate that secret place or keep us from the secret place, we stop the flow of grace. And then we become spiritually, we're we're, we're stuck here. But then as soon as we're able to repent and really look at those things and go, no, I won't allow that to steal the secret place that I have with my God. I will not allow what I'm looking at to steal my secret place. I won't allow what's going on in my mind to steal my secret place. I won't allow what I've allowed in my heart to steal my secret place. And we draw near to God with that. It says to approach His throne with boldness. To approach His throne with boldness. And here, I mean, if I'm, as I'm studying this out and praying today, my mind is just blown but if I were to really look at this and, and be honest, there's been seasons in my life that I feel like I faced some hard things, maybe didn't see some answers that I wanted to see. And so I relied on the voice of everyone else, not because I questioned God's voice. And this is where I, as I was praying today, I went, God, I don't know if I should share that, but I feel like there's other people that may be able to relate to this a little bit, but it's not because you question God's voice, it's because you question the, your confidence in yourself to hear Him correctly. And so it's safer to hear what he's saying to someone else. And so my confidence in someone else's ability to hear outweighs the confidence in my own ability to hear. And so I will not draw near to God, and I will not draw near to that secret place, because it's not a question of whether or not God speaks. I don't question that. It's not a question of whether or not God's going to come through. I don't question that. But I don't feel like I can confidently come to God and know that I'm going to hear. And so I'll rely on someone else to do it for me. So I have podcasts, and I surround myself with people. And all those things are great. But none of those things are your manufacturer, and none of those things are a secret place. And I believe God has something so unique for every single one of us that if we would draw near in the secret place and come boldly before his throne, guys, that confidence would be restored, because he wants to share secrets with you that you can't get through anybody else because it's a secret place between you and God, and he doesn't tell your secrets to someone else. And so we can seek answers in anybody else ever, and they're going to give you their revelation of God, and they're going to give you what God's saying to them, and that's awesome. But is it what God's saying to you? would we have access to the God of the universe who has a specific word that he wants to give to us, that he has specific things that he wants to do in our lives, that he has authority that we are to walk in, that he has dreams and visions that he wants to give us that are beyond what we can imagine. When we need wisdom in situations, we can go to the secret place and get the inside scoop on what's up. But instead, we try to seek what everybody else's opinion is. Because I am not confident in my ability to hear God. So if I can get wisdom from someone else that I think is spiritual, how do you know they're not appearing? How do you know they got a secret place? They didn't manufacture you. And so a lot of times we live on regurgitated gospel. And <laughs> it sounds, it's disgusting. It's actually, it actually is. It's just disgusting. And so we live on what everybody else's gospel is. Do they have a secret place? By all means, we should be surrounding ourselves with people that are walking in the power of God and are walking in the authority of God because it reveals what's taking place in their secret place, I promise. But they're still not God. They're still not God. And so if I could encourage us, encourage us, encourage us, the secret place makes a difference and the secret places make a difference. Let's look at Luke 1 and two. I definitely lied it's two and three but beware of the leaven of the pharisees which is hypocrisy remember when we read back in matthew 6 and it says don't be like the hypocrites don't be like the hypocrites they're only worried about public opinion okay here again beware of the leaven of the pharisees which is hypocrisy okay so we don't want we don't want any hypocrisy for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed nor hidden that will not be known therefore whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light and whatever you have spoken in the ear of inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops make you cringe a bit like oh no everything i say in secret is going to be blasted out here everything that i'm saying behind closed doors is going to be there's nothing hidden and here's what I think is crazy about the deception of the enemy, is we think we're doing a great thing. OK, again, God is in the secret place, right? God's in the secret place. I was created in the secret place. But the number one area we try to hide and think we're hiding successfully from God is the secret place. So it's the areas in our lives that we think, oh, God didn't actually hear me say that. He knows my heart. So that's the number one area that the enemy wants us to believe that God doesn't see, the secret places. But this says that there is nothing, there is nothing covered that will not be revealed. Nothing covered that will not be revealed. So my challenge to us, I have a few of them, but the first one, what's our secret places actually filled with? Because I believe we have some contaminated secret places and see the thing is is that God cannot associate with sin he is holy and when we even look Old Testament when you look at how you were to enter the Holy of Holies that there was a cleansing that had to take place there was offering that had to be offered to even encounter the presence of God and we don't have that same setup today. We don't have the, the, the priest that has to go on our behalf in that full cleansing. And, and if he wasn't fully cleansed, he would just die in the presence of God because of his holiness. Okay, that, that I would see why most of us would like not want to go to the secret place. People die there. Uh, fair enough. But because of what Jesus did, we have access to the presence of God. Okay, But here's the thing, God is still holy. Our God is still holy. And I believe that we've allowed our God to become common and our secret places to become common. And I can think how I want, and I can talk how I want, and I can live how I want, and the back end of my life can be whatever I want it to be, but I still want God to move on my behalf because my public is great. And we've contaminated our secret places and we've allowed God to become so common that we approach Him so casually as to say, this is all good, do your part. But what if we were to approach our secret places and go god i need you to expose and reveal anything in me that is not of you create in me a clean heart oh god i want to be transparent before you and i want you more than i want anything in this world i want you more than i want to stay in the pleasure of how i talk i want you more than what i say want to stay in the pleasure of what i'm looking at on my phone what i'm watching on my tv how i'm talking in my home i want god more than all of those things And in this season of fasting, we're already laying aside our flesh. So let's just do it a little more where we're going out. I'm going to set aside meals so that I can seek you. I'm going to set aside some things that appease my flesh so that I can truly seek you. But what if every time we entered the secret place was that way? What if every time we say, God, I want to encounter you and all of you. And anything in my life that is not of you, I want it to go because it's not worth it. And it's going to be exposed anyway. And so I can either live with it and allow it to block the, the flow of grace through my life and be spiritually capped out. And then I live exhausted, because everything I do is in my own strength, because it's not in the power of the secret place. And so I'm trying to walk out the call of God in my life. And I'm trying to be who He's created me to be. And I'm trying to do the right things. And I'm still not seeing results. And I'm exhausted. And I know I'm a frustrated Christian, because I don't see God coming through. I don't see Him working on my behalf. And I'm trying to do everything that I know to do in my own strength. What's wrong? We've never surrendered these areas in the secret place. And we learned on Sunday to walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It doesn't say to deal with the flesh so you can walk in the spirit. It says to walk in the spirit so you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Our focus is on walking according to the word of God, walking in obedience and submission to his word. It's not on dealing with my flesh because the thing is, I can't fight what's going on in my flesh with my flesh. I need the power of God to help me fight. I need the power of God to let me see things that I didn't know were there. I need the power of God to help me renew my mind. It takes the word of God. I can't renew my mind on my own. I can't deal with my heart on my own. I won't change my desires on my own. Instead, when I get in the secret place and I allow God to start molding that. I allow God to start changing those secret places, revealing secrets about where he wants to take me. Then things start to change. And then the weight is lifted, because my job is to walk in obedience to the word of God, not carry it all myself. It takes the pressure off. Do we see that? How fun is that life? That's where we want to be. But we got to surrender those secret places. Let's look at Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Again, it is a lie of the enemy to think that we can successfully hide an area of our lives from God. You can hide them from people. You're not accountable to people. We're accountable to God. And so my heart with this message, my heart that I I believe is that if we would restore the secret place, if we would decontaminate the secret places of our life, but we would allow the word of God, we would hold our lives up to truth. We would hold our lives up to the light of the word of God. Did you know light throughout the Bible when it says that Jesus is the light and it says that you should be the light of the world? That word light is actually holiness. Holiness. When Jesus is the light of the world and we are to be the light, it represents holiness. It represents a purity, it represents a cleanness. So for me to be a light, there's a purity and a cleanness that needs to take place. there's anything in our lives guys it is not worth it and I cannot express that enough that any secret places in our life that we may think we're hiding the habit we may think we're hiding the addictions we may think we're hiding the things that are contrary to the word and as long as certain people don't see them then I'm fine doing it because then I can appease that crowd and this crowd simultaneously and all is well in my life it is sabotaging your spiritual growth it is sabotaging the plan and the purpose that God has on our behalf because He wants to meet us in the secret places, deal with the secret places in our life, and then He wants to reveal His secrets to us for our life. All of that takes place in the secret place, and then we walk in His reward openly. Then we see the promises and the faithfulness and the power and the authority come through like never before. Guys, I wanna see that for our church. I wanna see that as individuals. I wanna see that in my life, where I go, I want to know that when I step out of that secret place, Things are different. Things are changed because I've allowed God to look at me and allow me to live so transparent before him that there's nothing hidden. Will I mess up? Absolutely. Will I repent? You bet. And then we continue. So What does the secret places of our life look like? What does our secret place with God look like? Is there one? But then what do the secret places look like? What are our minds filled with? What are our hearts filled with? This is an excellent season of prayer and fasting to start to develop this secret place, to start to develop the secret places in our life. Because we can't do it on our own. We can't accomplish a spiritual life in the flesh. You can put your best effort, and you will live an exhausted, frustrated life but he's come to give us life, and life more abundantly. He's given us everything that we need for life and godliness, and he wants to reveal those in a personal way to us. When it says, you formed my inward parts, you knew me before I was ever in my mother's womb, and you made me in the secret place, that's pretty personal. Tells me that God wants a personal relationship with each and every one of us, and that he cares so much about us, where he says, meet me out here, because this is the other part that I think is so amazing about our God is he says, come come, come in the secret place. Let's deal and reveal these issues so that you can walk in power out there. We don't serve a God who says, I need to openly confront some things in these people's lives and point us out and humiliate us and show every dark, evil tunnel that we have in our lives and reveal it to the whole world and go, Oh, and secretly I'll let you know you're doing good, buddy. That's not the God we serve, but sometimes we live like that's the God we serve. We serve a God that wants to help us behind the scenes so that we can live empowered in front of the scenes. Why? Because it was never about us, it's about Him. And the only way to live empowered publicly is when we come in humility before Him in the private places so then He can be revealed in the public places because everyone will know you couldn't do that on your own. And I want to live a life that everyone knows there is no way she could have done that on her own. Because if I can do it on my own, that means I'm doing it without God. And we want lives that are lived where it only reveals God. Will you stand with me?